0: بحاری جایا کنج بحاری یاشو دنندان Yasoda Nandana, Braja Janaranjana Yamuna Tirevana Yamuna Jayarada Radha Madhava, Jaya Bihari Radha Madhava, Jaya, Jaya Bihari Jaya Gopijan, Bala Jaya Giri, Sing Jaya Gopijan, Bala Jaya Giri, Yashoda nandana braja jananjana Yashoda braja jananjana Yamuna YAMUNA TI REVANACHARI JAYO RADHA MA KUNJA BIHARI Jaya Gauranitai, 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 Jaya Gauranitai Jaya Jaganathai, Jaganathai, Baladivai, Jaya Subhadra जय राधा वल्लभ राधा वल्लभ श्री प्रभुपाद 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 जय प्रभुपाद Jaya जये Pad Prabhu 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 all Glories to Assembled Devotees, Hare Krishna, All Glories to Assembled Devotees, Hare Krishna, All Glories to Assembled Devotees, Hare Krishna, All Glories to Shri Guru and Gurunga, All Glories to Sri Prabhupada, Kishaya. Om Namah. Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Naranam Namaskrityam Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojaya Mudirae Nasta Praishwa Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavate Uttama Sloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki
1: We're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 5. Prahlad Maharaj, the saintly son of Hiranya Kashipu, verse 28.
0: Sri <coughs> Guru Putra Vacha, Guru Guru Vacha. Namat prana, Pranitam Nāparha Pranitam, NAMAT PRANITAM NAPARHA PRANITAM, pranitam SUTO VADHATI ESHA TAVA SATRO SUTO VADHATI ESHA TAVA ENDRA SATRO NAISHAR GRIKYAM MATIR ASHYA RAJAN Naishar Gikyam Matir Asya Hajan Niacha Manyum Kadadha Sma Sma Naha Niacha Manyam Kad Sma Smamana Sri Guru Putrahuacha NAMAT PRANITAM NAPARHA PRANITAM NAMAT PRANITAM NAPARHA PRANITAM SUTO VADATI ESHA TAVENDRA SATRAHO NAISARGIKYAM MATIRYASYA RAJAN NIYACHAMANYUM KAD ADHA smamanaha. Sri Guru Putra Vacha Na Mat Pranitam, Na Parha Pranitam Suto Vadati Asha Tavendra Satro satro. Naisargikyam Matira Shirajan Nia Kad Adhasma Mamahana Sri Guru Putra Vacha Vacha. Namat Pranitam Napara Pranitam Suto Vadahati Asia Tavindra Satro Naisar Gikyam Mati Rashirajan Nyachamanyum Kadadahas Mamahanaha Sri Guru Putra Vasha Namat Pranitam Napara Pranitam Sūto Vadhati Esha Shatabendra Sattra Sutavadhatiesatavendra Satro Asamatiyama Mati Rashi Rajan Nyachamanyum <Neechya> Kadadhasmamana Sri Guru Putrawacha Sri <Sweep> Guru Putrahuacha Namatranitam Parapranitam Namat para Pranitam Naparapranitam Sudova <Sutovadhat> Deshatavendra <shatro> <Sutovadhat <yeshata bendra> Satro Sutovadhatyesatavendra Satro Nishatikamat Sirajan Naishargyakyam Matirashi Nyachamanyam kadadhas mamahanaha Sri Guru Putra vacha Namat pranitam na para pranitam Suto vadhati e shatavendra satro Naisargikiyam Matira shirajan Nyachama Nyumka Dadasma Mahanaha Matajis Sri Guru Putra Vacha Namat Pranitam Napara Pranitam Suto Vadati Esha naisargikiyam mati rashya rajan niachamanyum kadadah shri guru putra huacha namat pranitam na pranitam suto vadati esha Naisargekiyam mati rasyarajan Niyacchar mannyum kadadahas manvamha Shri Guru Putra Uvahacha the
1: son of Sukracharya, Sukracharya. Hiranakashipu's spiritual, spiritual master said Na, Na. Not, not mat pranitam Educated by me. Na. Nor. Para Pranitam. Educated by anyone else. Sutaha. The sun Pralhad. Vadati. Says. Esaha. This. Tava. Your. Indra Satro. O enemy of King Indra. Naisar Giki. Natural Iyam This Mati Inclination asya, Of Him Rajan O King Niyaccha. Give up manyum, Your anger Kad Fault Adaha Attribute Sma Indeed Ma Do not Naha Onto us Translation, the son of Sukracharya, Hiranyakashipu's spiritual master said, O enemy of King Indra, O King, whatever your son Prahlad has said was not taught to him by me or anyone else. His spontaneous devotional service has naturally developed in him. Therefore, please give up your anger and do not unnecessarily accuse us. It is not good to insult a Brahmana in this way. Hmm? so who are the sons of sukracharya sandayan Amaraka. so they are calling themselves brahmanas hmm? so they are giving instruction to hiranyakashipu saying it is not good to insult brahmanas like the like the like the way hiranyakashipu was shouting at them hmm? okay verse 29 Sri narada uvacha guru naivam prati prokto Bhuya ahasuraha sutam, nached guru mukhyam te kutha abad mati. Sri Narad Muni continued. When Hirina Kashipu received this reply from the teacher, he again addressed his son Pralada. Hirina Kashipu said, You rascal, most fallen of our family, if you have not received this education from your teachers, where have you gotten it? purport. We'll repeat the translation for the last one and this one. Translation. The son of Sukracharya he, We, we, we uh, repeated the translation? Not No, right? Translation. The son of Sukracharya, Hiranyakashipu's Kashipu's preacher master said. Please repeat. O enemy of King Indra, O King, whatever your son son Prahlad has said, was not taught to him by me or anyone else. His spontaneous devotional service has naturally developed in him. Therefore, please give up your anger and do not unnecessarily accuse us. It is not good to insult a Brahmana in this way. In verse 29, Sri Narad Muni continued, When Hiranyakashipu received this reply from the teacher, he again addressed his son Prahlad. Hiranyakashipu said, You rascal, most fallen of our family, If you have not received this education from your teachers, where have you gotten it? Purport. Srila Vishwanath Chakrati Thakur explains that devotional service is actually bhadra sati, not a-bhadra asati. In other words, knowledge of devotional service can be neither inauspicious nor contrary to etiquette. To learn devotional service is the duty of everyone, therefore the spontaneous education of Prahlad Maharaj is supported as auspicious and perfect.
0: O Magna mirandashya kyananjana salakaya chakshurun militamyena tashmai shri guru enama. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sva Padantikam one day, Sri Guru, Sri Uta Padakamalam, Sri Guru, Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam, Sagrajatam, Sagana Saganaragunatam, Vitamtam, Sajivam, Sadvaitam, Sahavadutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha, Krishna Padan, Sagana Lalita Vishakan, Vitam, Shri Rupam, Sagrajatam, Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu, Dina Bandhu, Jagatpate, Pate, Gopika Pesha, Go Pika, Kanta, Radha, Kanta, Namastute, Tapta Kanchanago, Rangi, Radhe, Vrindavaneshwari, Vane, Rishabhanu, Sute, Devi, Pranamami, Hari, Priye, Vanchakalpataro Pesha, Gripa Sindhu, Bhai Vacha, Patitanam Pavane, Namanama, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasaha Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram Ram Ram, Ram Hare 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 Krishna
1: So when I was reading this verse 29 and 30, I was, sorry, 28 and 29. I was tempted to take the verse 30 as well, for various reasons. The first reason being it is a continuation of 28, 29 and 30. And uh, second, the purport of 29 is so short, I thought I won't be able to speak about it, uh, much about it. And, th- of course, the most important reason is 30 is one of my favorite verses in Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. So, I was tempted to take that. So, I inserted into my notes, and then when I started preparing for the class, uh, by Śrīla Prabhupāda's mercy, there is so much into the purport of 29 that I couldn't reach 30's purport. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Śrīla Prabhupāda here mentions quotes, Śrīla Vishnu Chakravati Thakur, and says that devotional service is actually bhadrasati, not abhadrasati, as mentioned by Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu hmm? is saying, whereas this Abhadra Asati, hmm? and Śrīla uh, Prabhupāda is trans- translating, Abhadra means inauspicious, and Asati means which is bad, which is not uh, perfect or Śrīla Chakrāti Thakur is meant, translating as perfect. Hmm? So Śrīla Viṣṇava Chakrāti Thakur is saying that it is exactly opposite. Hmm? Devotional service is not abhadra, it's bhadra, it is auspicious and it's not asati, it is sati, hmm? it is perfect. And so, uh, we see here uh, Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is like an ocean even in just few lines uh, it can explain the entire philosophy of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. And as Śrīla Prabhupāda has mentioned in the first canto in the, one of the purports, Śrīla Prabhupāda is saying that each word of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is uh, is powerful enough to give invoke devotional service into the heart of a uh, sincere soul. So, uh, and I was thinking, uh, it is like ocean, it is mentioned Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is like an ocean, When we go uh, and swim into an ocean, anybody has swam into an ocean? Yeah, so what happens when you go and swim into an ocean? How did you go when you were swimming in the ocean? By yourself? How far did you go? Sorry? (laughs) Sorry, That's right, it depends on how good swimmer you are. So, how far did you go into an ocean? So, until your waist or chest or...? Okay, so until your uh, chest height. So, that's not really swimming in an ocean. That's like on the shore, you're still on the shore, your legs are still touching on the shore. But really, uh, uh, when you go into an ocean, uh, when you swim into an ocean, and you see many people here uh, swim this is not really an ocean it's a bay but even in the bay when you go deep into the ocean what happens is after a while and if you don't have any boats or anything around when you look back at the shore things look very tiny and as you go deep into the ocean at one point things disappear and the water becomes more grave it's the waves are much higher than what you think Uh, the waves are in the, on the shore. Mm. And the third thing that happens is, it scares you. Mm. When you are deep into the ocean, nothing around and it's just water, you feel to understand the vastness of an ocean. Mm. So similarly, uh, when we uh, study Srimad Bhagavatam, when we are just looking at the verses or uh, some portion of Bhagavatam, it is like standing on the, sure, but when you seriously study Srimad Bhagavatam, when you dive deep into the uh, purports of Srila Prabhupada, they are like the... it realizes, makes you realize the vastness of the ocean. It sometimes uh, gives you an uh, inspiration to understand what devotional service is. Because unless we study Srimad Bhagavatam very scrutinizingly, going through verse by verse. And Śrīla Prabhupāda recommends this in the first, in the first uh, canto itself, that one should go, approach Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam in a a categorical way. One should not jump to the tenth canto. One should go in first canto, second canto, that way. So one should go through verse by verse, chapter by chapter, canto by canto. And then one will be able to understand the vastness of this ocean, Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. So in these three verses, 28, 29, 30, one thing is common. It is speaking about matir. In verse 28, it is saying naisar gikiam matir that it was natural inclination for Pralad Maharaj. Hmm? And then in 29th verse, it is saying abhadra sati mati asati mati. Hiranyakashipu is saying, where is this inclination which is inauspicious and Bad uh, inclination came into your heart, and in verse 30, of course, we are not going to go into much detail of verse 30. We we'll leave it for tomorrow. But uh, Prahlad Maharaj saying, "Matirna Krishna prato Svatova. Mm? This inclination towards Krishna is not aroused by persons who are materially attached. Mm? So it's speaking about the matir and matir. I was uh, searching for this word matir uh, and. It is mentioned many times in Bhagavatam, and Śrīla Prabhupāda uh, translates it sometimes as inclination, sometimes as mind, and sometimes as intelligence. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and uh, one of the pastimes, since we are speaking here about Narad Muni, speaking, uh, one of the pastimes where this matir is used as mind and intelligence is Narad Muni's own pastime in the first canto, fifth and sixth chapter. There is a pastime Narad Muni explains, speaks to Vyasadeva about his life, Mm. about his, uh, how he became Narad Muni from a maidservant son. So in that uh, pastime, it is explained how Narad Muni got darshan of the Lord. So right in the beginning, Narad Muni was born as a son of maidservant. Mm. And then He explains, he got the association of the Bhakti Vedantas, and these Bhakti Vedantas, these sages, these devotees, Vaishnavas, had just came, just come to the house where Narad Muni and his mother were uh, living, and they stayed there for Chaturmas, or two seasons, it is mentioned, ritu, two Ritus, mm, two seasons. And because of the, and this was the causeless mercy of the Lord and devotee, that he got the association of the sages. So he served the sages along with his mother and he got an opportunity to taste the remnants of their food, Mahaprasad. And Narad Muni mentions that all his sins were at once eradicated as soon as he partook the remnants from the Bhakti Vedantas. And because of which he got an affinity to hear from the Bhakti Vedantas and he was hearing. Uh, Every day about the topics of the glories of the Lord. And in that, he is mentioned Priya, Priya Akilas Akhilata, Ashkhilata, Matir Mama. Hmm? So he is saying that his attention to hear the Lord's pastime was unflinching. Hmm? So here, Matir is translated by Srila Prabhupada's attention. Hmm? Uh, or inclination, you can say as well. Mm-hmm. So, just by taking, associating with the Bhaktivedanta's devotees, just by hearing from them and eating their Mahaprasad, Narad Muni got this matir or inclination to hear more about the Lord with rapt attention. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, in in that uh, uh, purport, Srila Prabhupada translates this. Uh, as the development of bhakti of Narad Muni. Mm, he says, Srila uh, Prabhupada writes that Narad Muni, as we know from Shraddha to Prema, so Narad Muni had little bit of Shraddha, which also was the mercy of the association of devotees. And then Shraddha became Sadhu Sangha, and because of that Sadhu Sangha, it converted into Bhajanakriya. He was able to hear mm, uh, the pastimes from the Bhakti Vedantas. And that bhajan kriya culminated into anartha nivritti. All his sins were eradicated when he took prasad, mahaprasad, from the bhaktivedantas. Remnants of full stuff from bhaktivedantas, and then he got an affinity to hear more. He he became nista. His nistha was developed, and then Naradman is saying he developed ruchi interest in more. Attraction hmm, to hear the pastimes and which culminated into attachment, hmm, asakti. And then he says, the Lord, after the Bhaktivedanta has left, in the next chapter he mentions, after the Bhaktivedanta has left, initiating Naradmuni into a mantra, he, they gave him instructions to chant. Uh, and Naradmuni followed that instruction very carefully. And then, after the Bhaktivedanta has left, one day his mother, was bitten by a snake. And Narad Muni mentions that he was very attached to his mother because she was the only person who was there. So he was very attached to his mother and his mother was also naturally very attached to Narad Muni. But Krishna takes away the attachment. He mentions that Krishna took away that attachment from him. So his mother was bitten by a snake. And uh, Muni mentions that aroused, like he was chanting and meditating and following the instruction of his spiritual master and that aroused more attraction mm. for the Lord's uh, pastimes and uh, he was chanting the names and at that point after his mother left, he started walking for north. Mm. He started walking towards the northern uh, mountains, Himalayas. Mm. At that point it is mentioned he was travelling through different, different cities, beautiful villages, farms, mines, gardens. And then there were mountains of gold, silver and copper. And then there were beautiful lakes and which were, and lands which were similar to that like a heaven. So, and then he came across dangerous forests which were very fearful. But, Narada Muni did not become distracted by any of this, uh, what is it called, uh, which are the by-products of bhakti. Hmm? So, when one practices bhakti, automatically one will be given all the facilities. Sometimes it will be good, sometimes it'll be, there will be distractions, sorry, distractions in bhakti. Hmm? So, sometimes they are good, sometimes they are bad, but Narad Muni did not become distracted by any of this. He kept on, he was determined and he kept on walking for north. And then at one point, uh, Narad Muni came across a river where he was very tired, he drank the water from the river and sat below the banyan tree to meditate. And he mentions, as soon as I began to meditate upon the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead, with my mind transformed in transcendental love tears rolled down from my eyes and without delay the personality of God at Shri Krishna appeared on the lotus of my heart." Mm. So immediately Narad Muni had a darshan of the Lord mm, as soon as he started meditating and then in a moment the Lord disappeared from his mind and he started to search where the Lord, who was just there, went. And Lord mentioned uh, to Narad Muni, and this is, uh, it is mentioned, this is mercy of the Lord. Mm? The first mercy was the Lord appeared in the mind. Mm? And uh, Prabhupada uh, in the purport mentions that the Lord is not uh, forced, there is no mechanical way to see the Lord. Mm? Lord appears and disappears by His own sweet will. It's a causeless mercy of the Lord. There is no cause to the appearance of the Lord. So first time, the Lord appeared by His causeless mercy and then when Narad Muni again started to meditate and search for the Lord, the Lord did not appear. So, it, it's, there is no mechanical way of seeing the Lord. And then, the second mercy of the Lord was, Lord spoke to Narad Muni. He said, Sat seva grihi dhyapi jata mai dridmati hitva dhyam imam lokam Ganta Janatam Asi By service of the Absolute Truth, even for few days, a devotee attains firm and fixed intelligence in me. So here again Mati is used and Srila Prabhupada is translating as fixed intelligence in me. Consequently, he goes on to become my associate in the transcendental world after giving up the present deplorable material worlds. And so the Lord is speaking to Narad Muni saying that even if someone practices devotional service, only for few days, hmm? a devotee will attain firm and fixed intelligence in me and eventually he will come back to me. So this is a guarantee for all the devotees hmm, who are practicing devotional life. Even for few days, Lord says, if one practices devotional life, he will be given intelligence, fixed intelligence hmm? and consequently eventually they will be again associating with the Lord in the transcendental world after giving up this material world. And then in the next verse also the Lord says Matir nahi na vipadhyate karhichit praja sarga nirodapi, mad anugrahat Intelligence engaged in my devotion cannot be thwarted at any time even at the time of creation as well as at the time of annihilation your remembrance will continue by my mercy. So again, Lord is using matir mahi nimadhyam. So, Lord is saying once you have fixed your intelligence on me, that intelligence can never be lost. As Bhagavad Gita says, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, neha bikrama nasosti vidyate swalpa se trayato So, once one has fixed his intelligence on the Lord, Lord is saying that cannot be thwarted at any time, the time cannot remove that intelligence even at the time of creation, at the time of annihilation your remembrance will continue in, continue by my mercy. So Lord is saying after creation and annihilation also that intelligence remains fixed and that was the benediction or mercy of the Lord benediction given to Narad Muni. So Narad Muni explains after that, uh, at the time of Dissolution, Narad Muni entered into the body of Mah- uh, of Garbhodaksha Vishnu and again when the creation happened, at the night of Brahma, everything went into the body of Garbhodaksha and next day of Brahma, he appeared again as Narad Muni and he started tra- traveling. Hmm? Narad Muni explains, at the time of death, there was lightning and illumination at the same time. He just changed his body and there was no misery. Hmm? As it is explained, when one dies there are thousands of scorpions biting him, but for Narad Muni, it was not the case. For Narad Muni, it was lightning and illumination at the same time. He immediately took the body of Narad Muni and he was able to travel throughout the universe. So, uh, another... Uh, as it is explained in, in the case of Sanda and Amarka, they are calling themselves Brahmanas, we can understand uh, from uh, Kapilamuni's instructions in the third canto, where he gives different different gradations of living entities. He starts with uh, inanimate objects, then objects or living entities who can move, who are uh, immovable, then movable, and then entity, living entities with sense perceptions. In this he gives different different gradations of living entities and he comes to the human beings who are two-legged and then of them are people who don't follow any Varnasham Dharma who are asuric and then he speaks about humans or people who f- perform or uh, follow Varnasham Dharma who are little bit pious and then higher than them them are Brahmanas and then higher than Brahmanas are the Brahmanas who know the Vedas and then Kapil Muni says, higher than, higher than the Brahmanas who know the Vedas are the Brahmanas who know the meaning of the Vedas. And then he mentions, Higher than them are Brahmanas who can dispel the doubt of others. And then, Higher than them are the Brahmanas who also follow their duties. And then, Higher than them are liberated persons and then higher than the liberated person are the Vaishnavas. So, uh, Kapila Muni is giving gradations of Brahmanas. Mm? So, the best of the Brahmanas are the Vaishnavas. Vaishnavas are already Brahmanas. Mm? So, here when Sandhya and Amarka are calling themselves Brahmanas but they are not following the duties. Mm? So, they are just born in a Brahmanical family, mm? born to Sukracharya. That's why they are calling themselves Brahmanas but really they are just Vijabandhus. So they are not uh, Brahmanas who are, uh, who understand the Vedas because one who understands the Vedas who understands the purport behind the Vedas and this was another instruction given by Naradmuni to uh, Vyasadev that you have given everything, you have given the four Purushatas but you have not given directly what is the essence of all the Vedas. Hmm? Veda is a server, aham eva. Veda. Krishna says, by understanding the Vedas, I am to be known. Vedanta Krit Veda, Ved, eva, chaham. I am the creator of the Vedas. Hmm? So, the real purport of the Vedas is to understand the Lord, who is the creator of the Vedas.
0: Hmm?
1: And then, it is mentioned here, how Prahlad Maharaj was spontaneous in His devotional service. So, how do we understand... Uh, how does this spontaneous, spontaneity come? So, in, in the beginning of the... Uh, beginning of this... Uh, of this Canto, actually, Parikshit Maharaj asked a question. How come the Lord is uh, equal to all, but at the same time is partial to the demigods? and He kills the demons. Mm-hmm. Lord is above the material mode. So He is saying He is equal. He is a well-wisher of everyone but He still seems to be taking part, uh, being partial to the demigods. So Sukdev Goswami uh, replies to uh, Parikshit Maharaj saying that actually Lord is above the modes. He is not... Uh, he is the creator of the modes. By the time element He infuses Pradhan and the modes come into action. But these modes are not, uh, the Lord is not directly influencing the modes, at the same time He is not being influenced by the modes. So how does the modes work? Sukhdeva Goswami mentions in that section saying that this is autonomous system. So there are three modes created, Satvagun, Rajagun and Tamagun and each of the modes they Fight for dominance, and whoever living entity associates with whatever mode, he will go through creation, maintenance, and dissolution. What is satvagun for in terms of creation, maintenance, and dissolution? What does satvagun do? Maintenance. Satvagun maintains. Rajogun creates and tamogun, annihilates or destroys. So, depending on what modes one associates with. So, generally we see all the yogis, they are in the mode of goodness, they strive for mode of goodness and by that they are able to live for a very long life. They can maintain their breath and life and they can maintain their life air. So, they can live for a very long life. Those who are in the rajogun, we see they are very passionate, they are able to create things. And those who are in the mode of tamogun, who drink, smoke, um, what do they do? They basically destroy themselves. So their life is very short. So uh, Sukhdeva Goswami is mentioning in that section that these three modes are completely uh, separate from or uh, independent of the Lord. Even though the Lord is a creator, He does not interfere with the three modes. But the living entity, depending on what mode He chooses, He can choose his creation, maintenance or destruction. And so, Lord is not partial. So Sukhda Goswami is coming to that point. The Lord is not partial. The Lord is giving us a free will. How we want to live our life. And depending on what we choose, we go through these three phases. And then, Parikshit Maharaj uh, asked the question, then why? how about uh, King Vena was destroyed by the Brahmanas, but uh, Dantavakra and Shishupal were given Sayuja Mukti. Mm? They were given liberation, which is difficult even for the transcendentalists. And Vena and Shishupal both were blaspheming the Lord, So, which is in the mode of ignorance. Mm? But then uh, Sukdev Goswami explains the pastime of Narad Muni mm. and Yudhishthir Maharaj, mm. where uh, uh, in in the Rajasuya Yagna, everyone saw Sishupal how he was uh, blaspheming the Lord, and eventually the Lord uh, invoked his Sudarshan Chakra and killed Shishupal. And immediately the uh, soul of Sisupala entered into the body of uh, Krishna. And at that point, Yudhishthira Maharaj questioned. Narad Muni was sitting next to him, asking, "How did this happen?" Which is difficult even for uh, transcendentalists to attain sahyuji mukti. And this person, who was such a blasphemer, got this sahyuji mukti. And then. Uh, Narad uh, Muni mentions this uh, verse Gopya Kamad Bhayat Kamso Dveshat Chaida Dayo nirpa Sambandad Vishnayat Snehad Yuyam Bhakta Vayam Vibhu. Mm. So Gopya Kamad. Mm. So the Gopis by their lusty desire, mm, by love. Mm. Uh, Bhayat Kamso Kamsa by fear. Mm. Dveshat Chaida Dayo, mm. the king of Chedi, Shishupal, by fear. Ah uh, sorry envy and ripa, sambandad vrishneya all the Vrishnis, all the Yadus, by their relationships relationship with the Lord, Snehad Yuyam and you Pandavas, by your love for the Lord and bhakta Vahem, and the devotees, by their devotional service, obtain the mercy of Krishna. and then Narad muni mentions anyone who thinks about the Lord in any of these ways, hmm, by love, by uh, fear, by envy, by uh, friendly relationship or by devotional service, anyone thinks in these ways, hmm, always meditates on the Lord, is able to attain the nature of the Lord or is able to go back home back to Godhead. hmm? And then it's interesting, Narad Muni mentions, it is easy sometimes to think about the Lord in envy than in love. Mm? Because the nature of envy is such that one will never be able to forget his enemy. Mm? But the envy has to be very strong. Mm? If one is not a devotee mm? Uh, or sorry, if one is not uh, completely and he's at... uh, Naradhani mentions, it is not possible for anyone to meditate on the Lord unfavorably. It needs... one needs the mercy of the Lord, mm, even for thinking about Him in envy. And if one associates with the Lord in any of these ways, he automatically becomes, comes to the mode of transcendence because Lord is on the platform of transcendence, is not in the mode of goodness, passion or ignorance. Hmm? narad Muni says, if one thinks of the Lord in any of the above ways, he associates with the Lord in transcendence which is above the modes. thus becomes purified of all his sins and he goes back home back to Godhead. Hmm? So, uh, then uh, Then Narad Muni starts to explain that this particular, Shishupala and Dantavakra who were envious, they're not ordinary living entities. Hmm? It does not come by chance that one is so much engrossed in, even in envy. So they are Jayan and Vijaya or they are pure devotees in the spiritual world. And then again, this pastime uh, comes about how Hiranakashipu and or Jayan Vijay Vijaya occurs, then became Hiranakashipu and Hiranaksha. And this follows uh, into this pastime. Uh, as uh, we are reading here, hmm, how Hiranakashipu uh, was actually, it is interesting. Hiranakashipu spoke the philosophy so perfectly at the time of Hiranakasha's death to his nephew, mother, and his sister in law. Hmm? He spoke about how birth and death are uh, going to come anyways, everyone goes through the karmic reaction. So, he's speaking all this philosophy which is perfect uh, Bhagavat philosophy, but at the same time, when it comes to his own self, he wants to be- make this place a permanent place and he performs all the austerities, he pleases uh, Brahma and he asks for all these benedictions so that nobody can kill him or he does not die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and again, uh, this is devotional service, we see this is kind of devotional service which Kapila Muni is explaining, there are three kinds of devotional service which are mixed with the modes. So then devotional service can be in the mode of ignorance, passion or goodness. So what happens when the devotional service is in the mode of ignorance? The person is envious, violent, pride and anger arises within the heart. He performs this out of pride and many, many times we see, uh, uh, even as devotees, there is pride, anger mm, within the, our heart. Mm, envy is there. Mm, so that is devotional service in the mode of ignorance. Then what is devotional service in the mode of passion? Where one wants to enjoy material opulence. One, when one wants fame, mm, one performs devotional service in the mode of passion. And devotional service in the mode of goodness is where one desires himself to be free from karma. So there is no attachment to the Lord, but he wants liberation. He does not want to suffer in the material world. And so many times somebody is suffering, he says, I don't want, I want, I'm practicing devotional service because I don't want to suffer in this material world. But that is not enough to go back home, back to Godhead. One has to have attraction, one has to have attachment for the Lord. And so Kapila Muni is explaining there are these three kinds of devotional service in the material modes. And how to get over from this uh, Mishra Bhakti to pure devotional service? So Kapil Muni is again giving a uh, remedy, he's saying disregard, hatred and criticism. The first one is disregard, we should not disregard anyone as being inferior, one has to see the same super soul in each and every living entity. So one should not disregard any living entity. One should have love for each and every living entity. So that is the first point. The second point Muni is explaining, hatred. One should not be a separatist. One should not hate anyone based on the externals. One should not hate any living entity. And the third thing is, one should not criticize. So, one should avoid the criticism of any person other than if somebody is uh, offending, being offensive to the Lord but otherwise one should avoid criticism. So, he's saying these are the three things one should avoid and he's giving the definition of pure bhakti as being, bhakti performed without material desires consisting of senses that serve the Supreme Lord as confirmed by the scriptures and Guru. So, in accordance with Guru Sadhu Shastra, one engages all his senses in the service of the Lord. Mind that is exclusively dedicated to the Lord on a spontaneous level, Bhava, is superior to liberation. So he is giving this definition of pure Bhakti. And what does he say? Such Bhakti quickly destroys the subtle body as the digestive fire consumes food. So if one performs this bhakti where mind and senses are completely engaged in the service of the Lord, one, com- it destroys the body, subtle body, which means one becomes free from the karmic reaction as Naramani became and he achieved his eternal body. Okay, I'll stop here. Uh, if there are any comments or questions?
0: Thank you for the class trilogy. My question was that uh, you know how you are saying that after uh, Upaparana committed that offense, he became the son of a maid servant, and then he became Narad Muni. Was there any Narad Muni before that, or Narad Muni was just created at that time?
1: Yeah, so it is mentioned uh, that Narad Muni is not a position; mm-hmm. he is eternally Narad Muni. So, at the time of dissolution, Narad Muni does not die, mm, is eternal. So there was no Naradmani before that, but it was, yeah.
0: Hare Krishna, Prabhupada, thank you for the nice class. Prabhupada, you said if somebody serves the Lord for a few days, eventually he can go back home, back to Godhead. So then why do we have to remember the Lord at the time of death?
1: Yeah, so one has to practice mm? So, of course, there are two ways of going back home, back to Godhead. One is, you can uh, go in this lifetime, or you can go in multiple lifetimes. So, depending on uh, when you want to go back. Of course, even if you perform little bit of, devotional service, what does Bhagavad Gita say? What will happen if you perform devotional and you are not perfect? What will happen to you? So, Bhagavad Gita says, First of all, you get to enjoy for a long time in the heavenly kingdom. And then you are again born into the family of an aristocratic fam- a rich family or a brahmana family. And then you continue your journey. So, it might take few lifetimes. So, you will be given opportunity again to continue. But best is to just perfect in this one lifetime and go back home, back to Godhead. So that is why we practice, the process that we perform is called Vaidi sadhna Bhakti. Hmm. And what is the uh, uh, goal that we are trying to reach after performing Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti? As it is mentioned here in Pralad Maharaj case, it was spontaneous, Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti, hmm. spontaneous devotion. So when spontaneous devotion, so until we are at the stage of spontaneous devotion, hmm, we have to perform this Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti because as soon as spontaneous devotion arises in our heart, we'll automatically remember the Lord at the time of death. Hmm? Otherwise, what will happen at the time of death, what will we remember? And Prabhupada mentions, we will remember that which we have practiced, which we are very much attached to in this life. Hmm? So at the end of life, we don't want to be uh, remembering our bank balance or car or toys or mother or father or Someone else. Mm. We want to remember the Lord so that we go back home. Back to Godhead. We go to our real home. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you everybody. Okay.
1: Thank you. Any other comments? Questions? Okay. Bhagavatam ki ki jai. Thank you.